Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. So I have to be honest with you, kids. I have to. I have to talk about about uh, about something. All right. It's uh, It's going to sound really lame. I have to admit. It's going to sound like uh, I'm a 50-ish year old man who hasn't grown up yet. But here it goes. Sit back, relax, and uh, and don't judge me. Here it is. This is I've never admitted this before. I'm I'm really struggling. Okay. I have a superpower. It's true. I have a superpower. No, I don't wear tights and I don't have a cape. I don't stop crime crime I don't help crime fighters. I'm, I don't stop the bad guys. And I don't help little old ladies cross the street, although I should. I don't appear in print often and have a direct line to the police chief or the mayor. Little kids do not aspire to be like me. But despite all of this, yes, it's true. I have superpower. This is really painful to share because it's so vulnerable. What is my superpower? Okay, I ask questions. Okay, don't judge me. I know, I know. You're thinking to yourself, damn, that's an impressive superpower. I've never, ever met somebody else who has that superpower before. Daryl, tell me more about your superpower. Okay, since you asked, I will. I ask questions. You know, I ask questions when I am talking to a prospect. I ask questions when I'm nervous. I ask questions when I'm meeting somebody for the first time. I ask questions when I want to make a good impression. I ask questions when I'm in a job interview. I ask questions when a reporter is actually asking questions of me. I ask questions of my audience, even though they're asking me for answers. I ask questions. That's my superpower. So you're probably saying to yourself, Daryl, okay, I don't, I know, I know you're, you're vulnerable right now and you're feeling exposed and you're right. I am. And I don't want to be the, be that person, but I've heard people say this. They say that's not a superpower, but they're, they're wrong. And let me explain why they're wrong. When I want to make a good impression on an employer, I ask questions like, so tell me who do you compete with? Tell me how you're different. Tell me why I would buy you. Tell me what a happy customer would say. Tell me what a, a not happy customer would say. Tell me why I should work for you versus anybody else. Tell me what my predecessor did really well. Tell me what my predecessor did wrong. Tell me what I will have done in the first six, nine, 12 months that made you go, Prail was a good hire. Tell me. When I meet somebody I don't know, I'll simply say, so what do you do? And they'll say, I do X, Y, Z. And I'll say, well, that's interesting. So what's involved in doing X? How long have you been doing X? What skills do you need to do X? Do you like doing X? What does your spouse think of you doing X? Really? Well, when you're not doing X, what else do you do? And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making them at ease, right? Because they're talking about something they know really, really well. They're talking about themselves. And along the way, they're giving me tons of information that I can react to. And, and really, there's nothing for me to put myself out there on. I don't have to be witty or funny or engaging. I'm just asking questions and I'm looking at them longingly in their eyes. And I'm listening attentively, even though in my mind, I might be thinking about something, what's going to be for dinner tonight, or my stomach's upset, or I got that assignment I still need to do for the boss. 
And you know, my latest social media video could have been more engaging, but in my mind, that's what's going on. But outside I'm asking them questions and they leave and they turn to their spouse or their friend. They say that prayer guy, he's just a nice guy. He listens well. He asks the best questions. I really like him. You see, when you ask questions, it takes all the burden off of you. And it actually, it feels like you're giving control to them, the person you're asking the question of, because they're the one doing all the talking. But the reality is you're asking a specific question because you probably want to get a specific answer. Even if it's as simple as saying, I want to know if this job is right for me. And if I could be successful here, if I want to know if I like this person, do we have anything in common? It's really rude to say, you know what? I'm not sure if I'd like you. I'm not sure if you're a cool company. I'm not sure if we have anything in common. People get upset about that. It's really weird. And that's what makes it, my friends, a superpower. Because when I ask the question and the way I ask the question and the sequence I ask the question and the intentionality of the question I'm asking, the recipient just gives me information. No cost, just gives me information. Could you imagine if I said, can you afford my product? Well, you know, I'll let you know what I can afford. Whereas, you know, so tell me about the size of your team. Tell me about your tech stack. Tell me about any contractors you use. Tell me the biggest problem you have. And pretty, if I ask enough questions, I can figure out if this person's got a budget or not without ever being, you know, you're being explicit. And, and all of these reasons are why it's a superpower. It really is. I don't put it on my resume. I probably should. Maybe I can put it in my LinkedIn profile. What do you think? Maybe people are doing keyword searches on that. Maybe recruiters will be looking for people who can ask questions because they should be, especially if you're in sales. So who's the expert at all things related to asking? Well, I'm glad you asked. Allow me to introduce to you, Tony Morris. Tony is an international keynote sales speaker. He's a best-selling author, and he is the head poobah at Tony Morris International. He's coming to us today from London, England. Tony, my friend, welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you for having me. And what a wonderful introduction and love the story, my friend. Love it. So thank you. Well, for you know, having it's me. all about storytelling. If you're going to be good in sales or good in marketing, you got to be able to tell stories, retell stories, make up stories, but it's got to be about stories. Now, Tony, I've, I've watched you from afar. I've admired your work. I, you. You've got some great content out there. I mentioned that uh, he's a best-selling author. You know, some of his books you'd love. Uh, Coffees for Closers. You know, it sounds awesome, yeah. and it is. The best real-life sales book you'll ever read. There's a positioning statement for you. Um, you can find all of that on Tony's website, which is TonyMorrisInternational.com. So please check him out. Of course, he's on Twitter. Of course, he's on LinkedIn. Follow him. Tony, I know you have a particular... Uh, presentation you give on a mm. semi-regular basis when you're either public speaking or you've been engaged mm. by clients. And if I recall, you refer to this, which is why I sought you out today, the three-letter word that will catapult your sales performance. And of course, I don't want to give it all away, kids, but you may have noticed my preamble. I, I use the word ask a lot. So, <laughs> Tony, you are my ask expert not to be confused with tony you are an ass just to be clear those are very <laughs> different things okay talk to me about a, <laughs> oh boy if i had a nickel for every time i've heard that about me um talk to me about why this is a topic you're so passionate about just like why mm -hmm. this topic 
Yeah, no, no, good, good question. <laughs> um, I was, it was actually I was talking to my wife um, a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, I've been in sales for one years, and I said to her, what is my superpower? And, you know, we were sort of debating it. And she said, you know what it is? She she believes maybe why I've had some success in the game of sales is I'm not afraid to ask. And this is not just in sales. This is in life in general. And, and you know, we were we started to have a bit of a laugh about this. You know, we I, I remember uh, it was 2012, you know, year after 9-11, I, um, I was celebrating my birthday and it was my birthday, 12th of September, and my wife flew us out as a surprise to New York. And we were in Madison Square Gardens. We had a three-day break, and it was the end of day two. And my wife was desperate to go see a show in Broadway, you know? It was like a dream of hers. And we queued up in Madison Square Gardens. It was like a four-and-a-half-hour, five-hour queue. And she was devastated because we just weren't going to get to see a show. And I said, why don't I ask the guy at the front if we can push in? And she said, you can't do that. I said, of course you can. And I went up to the guy at the front and I said to him, look, hi there, I'm sorry to bother you, but I've got a big favour to ask. I said, we're on vacation. It's our 10-year wedding anniversary. And my de- my wife is desperate to see this show. And I said, would you mind if I just stood in front of you to get tickets? And he said, my friend, be my guest. And I stood in front and I got two tickets for the show. And, and my wife was sitting there, bright red face, like didn't even want to associate herself with me and said how can you do that and I said because we had a goal and I explained to this kind gentleman what my outcome was and I asked the question and I I got an answer that I wanted to hear and the truth is Daryl when I look at the simplicity of that I look at why do salespeople not do what I did and I think it comes down to two things they don't have the the kahunas to ask so And a professional term is they don't have the will, but equally, they don't have the skill. And I believe when I look at the top salespeople I've ever had the pleasure to work with, and I know they've all been on your show, you know, Jeb Blunt, Antiana Reno, Vic Antonio, and the list goes on. Something that they have innate in them is they ask questions. They're not scared of asking for the business. They're not scared of asking for the appointment, asking for the referral, asking the questions that will uncover the biggest challenges of our prospects. And so, and I think it comes down to those two things. Salespeople in general that I work with don't have the will, but they also have the skill to ask the right way. And I don't just think this is a sales thing. I think this is a life skill that if we can learn from as young as possible of how to ask the question and how to ask it the right way, I think that is the recipe for huge success in sales. So to answer your question, that is why it's my absolute passion. And that's why I travel around the world teaching people how to ask, you know, overcoming the barrier to ask and how to ask it the right way. It's so interesting to hear you frame it that way, Tony, because, I mean, you said a couple of things that I alluded to, and everybody, if you don't know already, this show is 100% not scripted. <laughs> These are yeah. live conversations. And you can probably tell because some, some episodes are certainly better than other episodes. Um, so, you, you know, you, you made the comment about you just asked the question, right? You just, and it was, you also said it's, you asked it, 
Uh, yeah, you said, yeah, they're the cojones to ask it. I'm going to circle back to that. But you also said it's how you asked it, right? Which is the point I was making in my story in the end there. I could have asked some really blunt questions and turned them off. Or I could have asked yeah. some very leading questions, some soft questions. I could build wanting the answer I want. Like in one question, I could ask three, four, five questions to get there and build their trust and build their engagement. Because what we know is that the more they talk, the more they respond to you, the ironically, the more they open up. It's like they're building a relationship with you. They're building trust with you. And you spoke to that. But I want to circle back to your point about having the cojones because I really like that point. My wife... Full disclosure, those who know her or have seen her on the video or heard me talk about her on the show, you know, she's not a salesperson. She's an interior designer. And she has said to me many times over the years, she's like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I just don't know how you do it. Yeah. And I said, it's your, it's your, it's your mindset. And I wanted to ask you about mindset. I'm going to get to that in a second. I said, it's your mindset. In my opinion, it's your mindset. My mindset is assuming I ask the question tactfully and contextually so it's not from left field um what's the worst that could happen the absolute worst that can happen 99 percent of the time is you're going to have somebody say oh, i'd rather not answer that oh i understand why you're asking that but no i can't answer that or or uh nice try daryl <laughs> i'm not giving that away it's going to affect my negotiation skills whatever in other words the worst that can happen for 99 percent of the time is you just don't get an answer. And most people understand why you're asking questions too. They understand that you know, there's a point to this conversation. And that 1% of the time, maybe they'll say, pray, let's sit, this call's over. Okay, again, mindset, the call's over, fine. Did you blow it? Maybe, lessons learned. Or maybe what they just did is ended the call, thereby freeing you up to start the next call. And that call could be the deal that you close. Mindset doesn't focus on the failures, it focuses on the opportunity. Asking a question is an opportunity to get information. If they hang up on you, that's an opportunity to get another deal somewhere else. And that's the mindset. So I want to talk to you about mindset. But before I do that, Tony, I have to go to a commercial break. I apologize. So kids, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Stay tuned. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing-qualified leads into sales-qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, so before the break, I asked you about mindset. I brought it up. That's my thought process. My question is, I'm going to ask you point blank, and maybe it's not mindset, maybe it is mindset, but my question is this. Notice, guys, I'm asking a question. Tony, how do you change the mindset of why people won't, don't, can't, shan't, choose not to ask? I think, I believe from the questions I've asked of people of why didn't you ask, 
the responses are pretty common. They say, I'm scared to get a no. I don't want to be rejected. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to appear desperate. And these are all internal roadblocks that they're having and to a degree limiting beliefs. I remember my late father, bless him, the best advice he ever gave me in sales. And you've heard it before, Daryl, and I know your listeners would have heard it, but that doesn't mean they action it, which is if you don't ask, you don't get. And that is so simple, but we know people don't do it for the reasons I've just said. So the way I coach it and change the mindset is this. You've got to be open in sales, I believe. If you want to improve, you want to learn, grow and develop, you've got to be receptive and you've got to be vulnerable. And therefore, the way I see it, and it was something Nelson Mandela once said. Mandela said, you never lose. He said, you win and you learn. And what I take from that in the sales world is if I ask a question and I ask a question the way I believe will get me success, if it doesn't, I'm always looking for that lesson. Where is the lesson? What can I gain from that that's going to serve me better? When I understood that, it changed my mindset because I'm going to ask the question to achieve the outcome I want. But if I don't get the design outcome, I win anyway, because I'm going to learn from it and take that experience. And if I go back to my example in New York, I used a technique that I learned from a great book. And I don't know, Darren, if you've come across this, but it's a book called Influence, Robert Caldini. Mm -hmm. And Caldini spoke about compliance officers. And he said, when he measured this, he said, if you justify why you're asking for something, you're more likely to get the outcome you want. It was a technique, a method that I was aware of. So if I said to the guy at the front of that queue, can I come in front? It would probably punch me in the face. And I deserve a punch. But if I explained to him, like I did, that it was genuine, it was my anniversary, it was my wife's dream, could I possibly come in front? Then I justified it. And he was a kind guy and let me in the front of the queue. And I bought him a beer to say thank you. And that's the point. So I think it is a mindset thing. You're absolutely right. But it's more about the negative stuff that salespeople see to themselves, stopping them asking the question. Okay. Brilliant advice there that Tony's just given us. And he's maybe he's framed it so much better than I did. I talked about what's the worst thing that could happen. But what Tony said was, you don't lose, you learn. Well, who doesn't want to learn? I mean, candidly, I think you might come to this podcast because you just think I'm a handsome devil and you want to hear my voice. But, well, that's a percentage of the audience. The vast majority come here to learn. So you're already, you, my friend, listening to this episode are of the, the mindset you want to learn. So I'm, I'm asking you, if this is you, you don't ask those questions, to extend that, give yourself grace to ask those questions. They say... The best way to overcome a fear, maybe I'm afraid of snakes, or maybe I'm afraid of crowded places, and I can't speak to this. I don't have a lot of those kind of fears, but they say it's just repetitive exposure, and over mm -hmm. time, you learn to manage and handle it. The same is true with asking a question. Many of you are going to go, I'm just 23, 24, 25 years old. I can't ask you, Daryl, who's you know 50 and who looks 30, but you're 50, a question because the disrespect there, and I'm gonna look like a fool. I'm gonna look like I don't know. What if I ask something that you're just gonna roll your eyes and say, I can never buy from him? Okay, let me give you permission. We don't think that way. And if they do think that way, you never wanted them as a customer anyway. So fire their sorry ass. They're not firing you, you're firing them, all right? Ask 
the question. Please, for the love of God, ask the question. Give yourself permission to ask the question and do it enough times and it gets easier and easier. Okay, Tony, we talked about asking them to ask the question, but maybe they're afraid as you mentioned, uh, or maybe they're not, maybe they're doing it already, but they're doing it wrong. So let yeah. me go down this road. I wanna know both sides of the coin. What's the right way and what's the wrong way to ask a question or even go beyond that, what types of questions should I be asking? Give me the crib sheet, Tony, over to you, man. There's different types of questioning techniques, right? But ultimately you need to understand what are you hoping to achieve from the question. For example, whenever I get an inquiry where someone's looking to book me for sales training, one of the things I want is to understand what's important to the prospects, what they're gonna base their decision on. I wanna know who are the, my competition are they speaking with? And really I wanna know what feedback they have on my competition. So there's quite a lot of stuff I wanna get out. And I might not have the opportunity or the time to ask loads of questions to get all of that out. So what I want to do is come up with what I call a killer question that in my experience, the better the question you ask, the more likely you are to get the right outcome. And I would frame it with a really good open question like this. Can I ask, Daryl, what's the best advice you've had so far from the training companies that you've spoken to about your problem? And what that does... And what that does, the reason I ask it just to explain is it tells me a lot. It tells me who they've spoken to, what advice they've taken so far, but more importantly, what they consider to be the best advice. Yeah, that last point really resonated with me, what they consider to be good advice. I express it a little differently, but it's the same sentiment. I express it as it tells me what they prioritize as important to them. We know you have all of these, your product, your service has all these capabilities and offerings. When they respond, they said, well, the best one did really hit marks A, B, and C. Okay, of, of my laundry list of what I can do, A, B, and C resonated with this prospect. That's gold. That's a discovery question. And we're just, we're, we're not even saying there, this is just an asking question. You got them on the phone, whatever it might be. Okay, so in a nutshell then, the right way to ask a question is what? Is open-ended, closed-ended, leading? Give me the secret formula. Yeah. I, again, it depends on what you want to achieve. If you're looking for feedback and the only way to get feedback, it has to be open. You have to give the opportunity for the prospect or client to open up and talk, hence an open question. So it really depends on your desired outcome and only then can you work out the right question to ask. As an example, again, if I get an inquiry, I wanna know who the decision makers are. A bad way to ask would be, and I've done this before, I was speaking to a managing director who made an inquiry and I said, Brad, as the MD, I take it you're the decision maker. And he said, absolutely I am. And I remember I drove three and a half hours to meet with him. We had a fantastic hour and a half meeting. And then when I went to close at the end of the meeting, said, look, what dates would you like to book me? He said, Tony, hang on. This has been a really good meeting, but I've got to run it past my business partner, who's the FD. And I said, oh, OK. And, and you know, I got those that guy's details and the meeting was finished. And I sat in the car beating myself up, you know, thinking, why didn't this guy tell me I had a business partner? Whose fault was that? Mine. I asked the wrong question. Had I have said, Brad, aside from yourself, who else will be involved in this decision? 
he'd have told me about his business partner, Richard. I want to make a really good justification statement to get in front of both Brad and Richard and should have been able to seal the deal in my one visit. So the key is it's about asking the right type of question based on the outcome that you desire. And most salespeople, I believe, me included, get that wrong. I want to go one step further, only because I saw this the other day written online by another individual, clearly not Tony Morris, but Tony Morris is something, this is what he would say. And what I liked about it, because he's a savvy cat, what I liked about it was, there's a whole question about open-ended versus closed-ended. And, and Tony just talked about, well, you use open-ended if you really want them to expound on it and to really mm. give you lots of area that you can pick and choose where you want to explore. For example, his question is, you know, what attributes did the best sales trainers have and treat you? Well, they, they offered A, B, and C. Okay, and I can choose to explore all three of those or two of those or one of those, whatever I want to do. It's my up to me. I was open-ended. You always hear people say, never use a closed-ended question. But I love this comment this individual said. He goes, if you know the call is not qualified, you're having a hard time shutting them down, or they're taking forever, they're very verbose on the phone, and you've already got what you needed out of them. The best way to shut a conversation down quickly is with closed-ended questions. So by asking a yes, no, uh-huh, uh-huh, whatever, mm -mm, answer, question that can be answered that way, there is no storytelling. There is no long-winded answers. And you can quickly use a series of closed-ended questions to wrap things up and move things on to continue the deal to the next call. Total sidebar. I want to talk to you about people can ask a question, but they're not engaging when they do it. So, yeah. I mean, do you see that? And, you know, you can ask me the longest question. I, I, for example, yeah, um, Mr. Prail, um, I'm... Uh, I was uh, wondering if uh, you had to pick, uh, shoot me now, you know, yeah. just ask the damn yeah. question, be engaging. All right. So talk to me about how they can not just ask the questions, but they can be engaging when those ask the questions such that the engagement level just necessitates an, an engaging response back. Totally. And, and I think there's a couple of ways. You've got to be thought provoking. Again, if I look at my business, uh, often I'd be in a meeting with a sales director MD and I would say, what are you looking to achieve from my sales training? And often the response 99% of the time would be to get more sales. Everyone says that, and that can't be the only goal. And I realized I was asking the wrong question and I wasn't engaging the prospect's brain to give me the real answer. So that's when I used what's called a future pace question. And I said to the, the sales director or MD, imagine we fast forward three months from today how do you know my training has been a success? And what was fascinating is it gave me so many different responses. I used to say things like, my, the morale in my office has gone through the roof, the team are buzzing, or the, the level of call activity has gone crazy. They're, they're making three times the amount of calls they've ever made, or our conversion rates have doubled, or our cost per lead has reduced by 25%. And now I'm understanding the real motives. And the way to do that, the way to engage better is to ask better, more intelligent, thought-provoking questions. And I see this in every industry. I do a lot in the real estate market. And the sort of questions that they ask their buyers are things like, have you been looking for a property long? Close question. And the buyer will go, yeah, I've been looking for a good few weeks. And then they'll go, have you seen anything you like? No, which is why I'm speaking to you, you numpty. It's just rubbish <laughs> questions, right? So then I said to this agent, be creative, get them talking. And then they come up with a killer question. 
what's the best you've seen so far? And that just cuts through the noise, right? It's good to know you've been looking three weeks. It's good to see, know that you've seen 17 that you've disqualified. I want to know about the bungalow, the grade two listed bungalow that your wife loved, but you just didn't love it. And I want to know about that house. So if I ask a killer question, I will always engage you more and get out much better information. There you have it, folks. The three-letter word that's going to catapult your sales performance is the word ASK, A-S-K. It feels like that needs an acronym. We'll work on that. In the meantime, I'm Daryl Prail. This is the Inside Inside Sales Show, and you've been listening to my good friend, Tony Morris. Check him out. Tony Morris International. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Please, folks, follow him on LinkedIn. Follow him on Twitter. And if you get a chance, yeah, give us a positive review on Spotify, Apple, whatever. We'd be grateful. We hope you enjoyed today's show. We hope we'll see you back soon. I'll talk to you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft. Soft.